Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sounders, episode 392. Did you see that? I didn't even have to look because it's locked up in the vault. Man. Is it? I mean, you, I, you've been looking at that board before we started, though. Damn it, don't yeah. tell my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but it's episode 392. We are eight away from 400, my friend. Absolutely, we are. About two months. That's crazy to think. Yep. Um, I'm Brian Breaker, of course. Jo- joining me, as always, is Big underscore Bane. What is going on, man, over there with your haircut? Dude, not a whole lot. Just a... Uh, Feeling good, feeling fresh, oh, feeling, yeah? feeling clean, feeling crisp. Crisp, huh? Yeah. I mean, I'm just... A little crispy? I'm feeling myself. I'm looking good. You know? You're ready to take down some swirly pops, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to have this dadgum heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> a little sipsky. So we got to throw a shout out to the one and only uh, GBM. Yes. The fig hunter, but now he's a bang hunter, I guess. I can I can assure you, GBM, there are some PHPW wins coming your way just for this. Just for this, uh, yeah. We appreciate it. See, that's you. how he gets in your good graces. Yes. You have him make him look like damn Darkwing Duck before. <laughs> that's all of a sudden he looks cool. It's like, what's, what, could be the, what could be the dealio? You just send me bang energy drinks. That's all you got to do, brother. So if anyone doesn't know, this is uh, Swirly Pop. This is a 7-Eleven exclusive, and the main reason he sent these to us is we don't have any 7-Elevens out here, man. We do not. I mean, at least not... Within the, a driving distance. There's some in Edmond and Oklahoma City, but that's a good hour and a half away from it's us. It's a ways away. Yeah. A little too far for this. So uh, you're you're giving a little sniffsky. Yeah. What do you think? I'm not sure. I'm not really sure if I like the smell of it, honestly. Does it smell like GBM? No. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know what GBM smells like, but I would assume this is not what he smells like. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? It doesn't smell bad, but it's not. It's got an odd smell to it. With it being swirly pop, I my my thoughts were kind of one of those swirly long suckers, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's what you thought. But yeah, I mean, it's not, but I I get it. Give you a PHPW uh, coaster there. Yeah, hell yeah. Not that that's needed for this table, but the table's kind of soft, and so that it will prevent spillage. Yes, we don't want spillage. No spillage. We got a lot of equipment here. Yep. I'm gonna give it a swig here. Here we go. tangy it's very tangy yeah hmm what do you think i mean it's not bad it's been so long since i've had one of these before though sure it's uh it's 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 gonna take some getting used to it's not bad it's i thought it would be on the sweeter side yeah i thought i smelt the tang though when i sniffed it that's the title of the episode, folks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I smelled the tang when I sniffed it. Oh, gosh. You wonder how we come up with those episode titles. It's not. It's usually just something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I, I thought it'd be more on the sweet side, maybe more like a uh, radical skedaddle, rainbow unicorn, mm-hmm. but it's not at all like what I thought. I will say the more I drink it, the better it tastes. I agree with that. But, you know, Bang is weird. Like, I remember the very first time me and you had birthday cake, uh, Mr. Dan Geyer brought those to us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. But yes. now that's, like, really hard for me to drink. Yeah. 
you know, like I can, I can drink one, but I'm like too much, you know, I, th- I think it gets that, uh, that it's the aftertaste. Well, it's like that new shiny toy, you know, once oh, that of wears course. off, it's like, hey, I'm done with that. You go back to your favorites. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. This is different though. I, I kind of yeah, dig it. Big I fa- like it. Big shout out to GBM for sending us those our way. We for sure. That. Well, man, we got some wrestling talk this week. We got some movie talk. We got some toy talk and third degree sunburns. It's yes. officially August. Yes. Our August spectacular. Absolutely. And of course we have a tournament coming up. I don't think we're going to announce it yet, but uh, it'll be cringy WCW moments. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of them. Very much so. That's actually going to be a hard one to narrow down to eight. To eight, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we got we got a lot of wrestling talk this week. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Shout out Stone Cold. Thanks, Stone Cold. I, I went it differently, didn't I? You F that up, I sir. I totally F that one wow. up. Wow. Take two. <laughs> Take two. Big underscore band. We lost a wrestling legend this week. Beautiful Bobby Eaton, man. Yes, we did. Um, you know, I, I've met Bobby Eaton a couple times. He's one of those guys I've always felt like never quite got the uh, recognition that he should have gotten. You know, he's yeah. one of those guys that kind of always slid under the radar. But highly praised by just about everyone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never heard anything of, like this whole week of like, like, ah, Bobby Eaton really wasn't that good or anything. Yeah. Like everyone's been like giving him his props for how good he was. Yeah. And also, too, everyone has talked about how great of a guy he was. Yes. Which my my couple of interactions with him, I, I can certainly attest to that. And Bobby Eaton, I think, falls in that category of one of those guys that was so good in the ring. He wasn't the greatest teacher because... He couldn't explain to you why he did these things. He couldn't explain to you why his working punch was so good. I mean, right. I, uh, I, and I've said this before. Anytime something goofy in wrestling happens, it's over, over, over on Twitter. Yes. Because everyone has to throw their comments in. I'm like, you know what? I don't need that. Give me Bobby Eaton doing top rope leg drops. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, it took his passing for that to happen. But I've seen a lot of those this week. Yes. Just a really sad time. Yeah, it really is, man. Uh, but rest, definitely rest in peace to... Uh, Beautiful Bobby Eaton. I hope this leads to some Hall of Fame induction for him. I know he never really worked for the WWF, but yeah, I mean, knowing them, they'll probably do like the um, legacy class, legacy, or whatever. yeah, for the people who really weren't involved in the company, right? But he definitely, he definitely is well deserved. Absolutely, just a guy that never, never quite got his praise. I know Jason Wolf has done a uh, Bobby Eaton Hasbro figure in the past. And so, you know, with him passing, he posted another image of it. And he, yeah. I guess he got, he told me he got flooded with requests. Oh, wow. Ooh, can you make me that one? Because it's, I mean, right now it's like, oh, I really want it. And it looks so good. And he's so talented with, with his figure art. But yeah, it's just a, it's a sad thing all, all around. Yeah. Uh, and other news, this one, I, I really, I think this is going to be a pretty interesting deep dive. We've learned now that Adam Cole and Pete Dunn's contracts are expiring like yes. this month. Yes. This, I mean, you know, you think at one point it's like, I'm not going to say Adam Cole and Bray Wyatt are on the same level because they're not. But, I mean, if I'm running a company, I'm not letting either guy go if I can help it. What yeah. The, what the hell's going on, man? Yeah. I, I Adam Cole, to me, and Pete Dunn are the type of guys that you uh, keep around for the long haul. Yeah. I mean, they haven't even had their runs yet, in my opinion. No. I mean, they've had their NXT runs. Yeah, but I mean, but they have so much more to do. Absolutely. I mean, they they should be guys five years down the line, main event in WrestleMania. Right. And it's it's kind of a damn shame. But, you know, you, you told me off air that Adam Cole's actually been denying basically everything they've offered. Um, well, I, well I, when I say that, I mean he hasn't accepted a contract. So right. I'm putting that factor in that he hasn't he's not if he's not accepting he's denying right so and i don't know if that's like hey we're gonna give you right where you were at or we're gonna give you a slight bump in pay i don't know i don't know the specifics of what his contract looks like i do know it was reported that tony khan offered him a deal tony khan went and quickly denied that because that's contract tampering and that's illegal of course well i mean again i'm not an expert on this but you can't formally offer a deal when someone's still under a contract. Yeah. Now you can throw out there like, hey, you know, if you ever become a free agent, let me know. We'll take care of you. You can you can be I mean, let's let's be honest. Adam Cole's been spotted at AEW parties. Yeah. His girlfriend's their women's champion. Yeah. 
he knows and has worked with all of their top guys. He was in the Bullet Club with all the elite. I yes. mean, yeah. I mean, I mean he he was there. He's way more to me. I I feel like he belongs in AEW. It's not just like oh that guy should get picked up by AEW. Like no, this guy belongs in AEW. Well, that, here's a question then for you. So let's say he shows up. Now keep in mind with with no contract, there's no non compete. Right. He could be there the next day. Yes. He could pull a Jeff Jarrett, like as we remember back in '99. You know, he worked a pay per view on a Sunday. He's on Nitro Nitro. on Monday, yeah, and um, and all that stuff. So that could happen. But Lance Storm brought this up years ago, and I always thought that that was such an interesting point. When he left ECW, he he had an opportunity with WCW and with WWE. Mm -hmm. This is 2000, so WCW was far from top. Right. WWE would ideally be the place to go. He opted for WCW simply because he said so many guys like Benoit, Jericho, Malenko yeah. had all just left. He felt like he'd been featured better in WCW. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that was a smart move, but he was featured in WCW. Yes. So I, maybe it wasn't. Maybe that was actually a, a pretty smart move on, on his end. It was a good move on his end. I mean, it, but that being said, I don't think Adam Cole is Lance Storm level talent. I think he's way higher. Sure. Than yeah, Lance I was Storm. about to say I was like, really? I think Adam like, Cole's pre- I get what you I get what you're saying. He's though. he's way higher, so I don't I don't think he would have to worry about getting lost in the shuffle at AEW. No, I don't either. I mean, he's he's the type of guy that probably puts somebody like Andrade a little bit lo- lower on the card. You know? Well, and I and I've said that before, there's been so many guys showing up there lately, people are gonna get lost in the shuffle. I yeah. mean, we just saw and then a no, new batch of NXT releases. Mm-hmm. Bobby Fish. That one almost makes me think they couldn't come to an agreement with Adam Cole. And I could be wrong there, but it's like... Like they did it out of spite? Not necessarily out of spite, but they were like, well, we don't have anything for this guy. And an Undisputed Era guy's leaving. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I could understand wanting to keep Moxley just so you can still do the Shield reunion yeah. in a year when it's when they need to, to you know get people talking again. The Undisputed Era going their own way, I think, is the smart move because they're all incredibly talented but at a certain point putting all four of them together to do the undisputed era sign is money right oh yeah for sure and so you lose one it's like eh, that's not that's not good but makes me think that there's not a deal there and i and i could be wrong yeah i mean i who knows i i don't know i i feel like with bobby fish i mean the guy the guy's a little bit older than the other guys he's 44 yeah and i mean he's had quite a few injuries in his nxt run and so i I'm not saying it's not related because it probably is, but I, I would assume the injuries and his age probably had a little bit more to do with it. He was an older guy for an NXT pick already. Yeah, I, I toured Japan with him in 2011. I remember he was 34 then. Yeah, I'm 35. I get it. I'm yeah. like, damn. And know. he's an incredible talent. Absolutely, he's one of the best ever. And in, in NXT, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I, I, we also Bobby's know how fantastic. Yeah, we also know how WWE operates, though. Yeah, they they like to shuffle out the older guys unless you're somebody like Randy Orton. I mean, and and here's another thing: Bobby Fish isn't Randy Orton, right? That tastes more like a snow cone. The more I try it, does it? A little bit, a little snow coney. Kind of makes me want a snow cone. The snow cones are so good. Let's pause this and go get a snow cone. <laughs> okay, Bill Benis. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. And Pete Dunn's another interesting guy because I think if if we're going to talk NXT UK, he's to me maybe besides Walter the biggest star to come out of that, right? Yeah. That's another interesting one because is Pete Dunn the level? To me, he's not the level of Adam Cole. No. He's very, very talented. Yeah. And he would do fine on the independence. But at what point do you like, okay, we got to keep this guy around. We got to pay him more. Or do we just let him go? Because it's not like NXT UK's driving home big numbers, in my opinion. No. And they're I probably th- big in the UK, but. Yeah, I, I'm sure they are. But. Again, it's just one of those things like it's not that it's a bad program or anything. It's just that it's, it's hard for me to really get into it, I, I guess. It. And someone like Pete Dunn, he's very, very good mm-hmm. and could be a big star for them in the future. But I don't know. Is he worth the money he's being paid? Yeah. Who knows? And, and again, a lot of this always factors into there's more money to be made elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, Edge was one of the first guys I, I know that they lobbied to keep because he had an offer elsewhere. And so they they met. They, probably gave him better. Yeah. I'm sure Christian was the same way and they were like, yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah. And so he, he moved on and I get it. It's, and and they've never looked at Christian the same as they've looked at edge and I've never understood that. No, I, I, I get that. And yeah. you're right. You know, like they, they haven't. 
Um, but it's just, it's, it's also one of those weird factors where if all four of these guys were in the same company, we could legit see Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys again. Yeah. They're all still wrestling. Like, that's insane yeah. to me that mm-hmm. that could actually happen. But it just, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I mean, but that's the same time. Like, if I were WWE, would I want to get Christian back just so you could do? I would love an Edge and Christian title run. Yeah. As tag team. That would be amazing to me. I would love to see them against the Usos. Yes. I'd love to see them against the Mysterios and other teams. Like, that would be fantastic. But Absolutely. It is what it is. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's a weird time. It is a weird time. WWE is getting rid of a lot of people, um, getting rid of a lot of stars, but, you know, they're still an insanely profitable company. Well, me and you were talking last night because I texted you. I was like, hey, did you see all these NXT releases? Mm-hmm. And you hadn't yet, so you looked them up, and you were like, holy crap, Bronson Reed, you know, Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the names we didn't know, but a lot that were well-known. Yeah, there was. I think if I remember right, there were four that I knew of. The other eight I've never heard of. Right, one of them was a referee. Okay. Um, but you brought up an interesting point. You're like, I wonder if it's Peacock because they're not making as much money. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. And I hadn't factored that in, but you know, if anyone, most people listening probably have Peacock or have at least looked into it. You can get it for five dollars a month. Yeah. That was half the price of the WWE Network. Yeah. And Peacock's not paying WWE. $5 a month per subscriber. No. They're not giving them all their money. No. Yeah. So that had to cut their profits down immensely. I would imagine. More than half. Because you even if Peacock was like, yeah, we'll give you 50% of our profits every month for our streaming service, that's still half of what they were making, if not 75%. And they're probably not getting them 50%. No, it's probably less than that. And, and they're still giving away their pay-per-views for free. Yeah. So right now, they are legitimately... Only and they were probably. I mean, they weren't making any money during COVID year as far as live events. No. So I mean, they were probably struggling during 2020 because that well, was when this deal took place. Actually, 2020 they they had one of the most profitable years ever. Well, they also fired a shit ton of people. Well, and they're still I, firing people. But I've also heard things like live events, like they cost so much money to completely cut that out and cut out the people in charge of doing them was kind of like a money saver for them. Yeah. In a weird way, where it's one of those things where it's like. You make a little bit, but not a ton. It's almost cheaper to just completely cut it out and not do it at all. Maybe that's the case. And becoming more of a television company. But we're seeing that more often, right? I think we've always known wrestling is live event entertainment and house shows and all that stuff. But I mean, even back when we were younger, you oftentimes didn't even care to go to a house show because you knew nothing was going to happen, right? Yeah. It's like... "Mm -hmm." Now that I'm older, I'd I'd rather go to that than a TV show. But it's not understanding, right? Right. It's not understanding the product. And I get your mindset of like, well, no titles are going to change hands. Right. It's just going to be cold matches. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But now, it's like you're like, oh, they could have more fun. They could take their time. Right. More audience interaction, things of that nature. So I get it, but it kind of also makes sense that where it's like, okay... The last time WWE was here for a house show, there was like 5,000 people there. Yep. I'm not saying that that's a bad night, but after you do paydays and pay the building and so on and so forth, did you make enough money to justify keeping to do this? Yeah, maybe not. And and it's one of those things. Like I've heard running a house show in Madison Square Garden, you lose money. But they do it because it's the garden. That right. makes no sense to me, but no, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say, but with the Peacock deal... I am of the belief that they probably did lose a lot of revenue. But why I'm make sure. the move? That billion-dollar deal. You think so? Yeah. I mean, they got a billion dollars right away, but they lost money on the back end. I mean, they're still losing money. Now they're stuck in a contract with Peacock. I mean, I I didn't think it was a bad deal. A lot of people don't like Peacock, though. I hate Peacock. I mean, as far as – I mean, the the service itself is not bad, but when you're trying to utilize it as the WWE Network, it's the shits. Like, I don't mind it for – you know, an NBC streaming service, it's fine. But like trying to utilize it to to search for some match you're wanting to watch or something, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it, like, that's another factor too. So this is kind of going to age our show, but we launched this show right before the network. Yeah. And that was a big talking point for us. Is this going to be good? Mm-hmm. I feel like the WWE network was fantastic. We were blown away by how good it was. I mean, you could literally search somebody's name and it would show you every single match they had ever done. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's like, and, and when you clicked on whatever match you wanted to watch, it would, whatever show it was on, it would skip to that particular point. Yeah. It's like, you can't fucking do that shit on Peacock. Well, I remember, you know, in 2017, I wrestled Dan Severn, which is kind of crazy to think, but 
I searched his matches on the network and like all of them came up. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. But I mean, the way you could go through full pay-per-views like every year, like Mm -hmm. you could watch, like they had a WCW 1993 in order. Yeah. All the pay-per-views, the nitros in everything in order. Like it was unbelievable. And now it's done by seasons. (laughs) And it's just, and it's so weird. It's like Bash of the Beach, the full season. It's like, that's not. Yeah. It's not the same thing. You know? See, it, every season is just one episode because they only have those once a year. Right. Yeah, it's dumb. It's very weird. Um, obviously, AEW is getting ready to launch Rampage, which is going to be... A, to me, it's a bigger deal than what they've done with like Dark and Dark Elevation because it's a, it's a network show. Yes. Do you feel like this is good for them and the fact that like you probably don't want John Moxley competing twice a week, but it's a way to filter in more talent, and it could be why they've grown their roster so exponentially. Yeah, but one thing they have to be aware of and have to be concerned about is making it the B show. Yeah. Because if you like say But, but one has to be the B show, right? You got to have Nitro, you got to have Thunder. Yeah, but like Raw and SmackDown does a pretty good job of having talent on both sides and no, having and I, I agree large like, you know, marquee talent on both sides. Whereas AEW they really only have like a handful of marquee talent guys. I mean, the rest of them are still up and comers. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like unless you do make sure there's at least two or three top tier tier guys on both shows, one show is going to be most likely rampage is going to be the B show. And so like, it's probably going to be, you're going to see a lot more sunny kiss and you're probably going to see a lot more Joe Janela. you you know what I mean? Like nothing wrong with that, but it's not who cares. You know? Right. No, and I get that. But I mean, I, I've always thought when I was in NXT, we had 75 guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. You book PHPW, you can't book 75 guys on a show. Dude, I struggle booking 35, which is where we're at now. Right. And so, but, you know, most of the NXT house shows were like 20 to 25 individuals. Right. So not a big thing. My whole thought was we have 75 guys or 70 ish mm-hmm. most of the time. If you divide that in half, it's what, 35? Yeah. Do two crews. And take take your top ten guys, divide that in half, five and five. Yeah. Take your top, take the mid card guys, divide those in half, and then take your brand new guys, divide those in half. Yeah. We have crew A, crew B. They're equal, but they're this. What that would do is that would allow your up and coming guys to work with your main eventers more. Yeah. It would allow guys the opportunity to work with a Seth Rollins, a Dean Ambrose, a Roman Reigns, etc. The up and coming guys. Get to work with each other more, and the young guys that are brand new get to work with the up and you know what I mean. It's like a yeah. mix, and it, it, I don't know why they didn't do that. And I understand they're like, well, we want everyone, you know, to watch all the shows. It's like okay, but we can go watch them on video. You filmed them all, like, right? I don't know, and I'm, I'm not saying like I'm trying to reinvent the wheel here, but that made more sense to me because it allows more ring time for every person. Yeah, and that's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's probably the only way to get in ring experience. Is by exactly getting in ring experience. You have to do it. You have yeah. to be there and. So to me, doing a doing live events with seventy people and half of them work and yeah. more than half don't. They're just sitting there being security. It's like we're not getting anything out of this, you right. know. And their whole thing was like, "Oh, we want you to practice. We have to be at every show." And I'm like, "Okay, I get that, but why not have if your crew A, you're working. If your crew B, you're in the audience. Yeah, fill out those empty chairs because trust me, we had a bunch of them. Oh yeah, I'm you know, sure. I, I never got that. So yeah, just a theory." Uh, Ric Flair released from the WWE. That's a shocker. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess. What's he doing? You I mean, know? He's not doing anything, but it's like you don't <laughs> you don't expect that, right? Yeah, I I think. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying AEW's gonna be like, oh my god, we can get Ric Flair because like he's. I I no, I bet you they are. You think so? Yeah, not for a match, but they're like calling him up, like, hey, when can you show up? To me, though, he's gonna ask for too much money, and. My here's my opinion on that. Like I get it, if you're going to be there in a mentoring type role. Like I think Tully Blanchard managing FTR is a great move. Yeah, but I don't think bringing in a legend to make one-off appearances and paying him a shitload of money is that good of an idea. That's my personal opinion. I mean, you got three quarters of the four horsemen there. I get that. You know, and I get that too. So I mean, it it kind of makes sense to bring Flair in, and you also have Sting there too. Yeah. Ric Flair and Stinger. Dude, you're right when you said AEW's WCW. Yeah. I mean, you it's you also got the giant, you know? I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's WCW. I mean, it, yeah. but it's, 
it's um I, I think Ric Flair fits over in AEW too, not not in a wrestling capacity, but just by who's there. Yeah. Well, and I could see him coming out with a certain individual like Cody for a big match, you know. And nah, I put him with Ricky Ricky Starks or whatever. Yeah. I mean that that'd be a perfect fit. I know he's Team Taz or whatever, but that'd be more of a fit for Ric Flair. Sure. You know. Oh, I mean, and I, I would I'll be honest, I would like to see Ric Flair take another backdrop. I know I don't think he should, but Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like those weird backdrops he takes. Absolutely, know? yeah. You know, he'd be down for it, so I I, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was surprising in the sense of like what a huge loss because it's not like he's doing anything, but it seems like it seems like an nephew to Charlotte more than anything. <laughs> yeah, but I guess he asked for it. He, he wanted out of it, and I'm like, you're getting paid to do nothing. I don't see something would have to really make you upset to like stop giving me this free I, money. I think the last storyline he was in was the one with Lacey Evans, where Lacey was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was like, "What happened to my baby?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> woo. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell knows at this point, man? Um, one more interesting thing I want to bring up to your attention. Did you see Ronda Rousey calling out the fans? Yes, I did. Um, I actually they, really loved that. She really nailed nailed it, did she yeah. not? Yeah. For someone who I don't think, I could be wrong, but I don't think ever fully grasped the wrestling business. Yeah. She really called a lot of them out on their bullshit, right? But she's also a, and not a smart mark, but she's a sm- smart fan, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Like she understands like where guys like you and me are coming from, where it's like, just shut the fuck up, you know? Right. And, and. You know, I mean, she's she's not a dumb person at all. She's very intelligent. So it, when I saw that, I was like, hell yeah. So if I, if I remember correctly, what she said was like, okay, the same people that are chanting, we want Wyatt at these shows because he had gotten released. Mm-hmm. We're chanting, we want Beach Ball. Yeah. When he was in the ring performing yeah. after our WrestleMania. And it's like, if the WWE didn't look at him as a star, it's because you made him look like that. And I'm yeah. like, damn. Like, it's the same. It's the same theory of like. When you got Cesaro out there trying to cut a promo and everybody's like, what? You guys are effing him up right now. You're legit ruining him because he's going to go back and they're going to be like, well, they didn't really give a shit about you in that promo, did they? Right. You know? Perception's reality. Yeah. It's like, we're going to push this guy for a title match. Like, hey, the fans aren't really responding. Right. The fans are bored. Yeah. You know? Just not, not a good look. And wrestling is such a politically driven industry, you know, obviously. So... All it takes is the one wrong person to be like, I don't know about this. Yeah. And then, you know, no one's going to speak up if they don't want to lose their own job, you know? Right. It's a hard thing to say. I'm still blown away by Bray Wyatt getting released, man. I know it's been over a week, but holy shit. Like, that just still baffles me. That was, uh, if that was WWE's decision and not Bray Wyatt asking for it, literally probably the dumbest thing they've ever done. Because that guy is somebody who would have probably carried them, like, through any dark times they might have in oh, the yeah. next 10 to 20 years. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's... The fiend action figure is legit a license to print money. Yes. And and I guarantee you that isn't where the, the character stopped. You know, I guarantee no. you he had plans for the future because we talked about it last week when he got released. Like, he, he had planned the fiend like five years in advance. I'm sure he had plans for five years later than yeah. right now. And so if that was WWE's call, literally probably the dumbest thing they've ever done. But if it was Wyatt's call and he's like just wanting a break and wanting to decompress, get his, you know, shit straight, I mean, I'd more power to him. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's be honest. They let go of his brother. Yeah. That might have affected him more than people realize. Dude, that, I know <clears throat> trying to put myself in that situation, if my brother would have gotten released, I would have been really fucking pissed. Yeah. And that would have that really made me like not even want to show up. Well, last year... I remember they released Curtis Axel, who's a good friend of mine, and him and Bo Dallas were the B team. Mm-hmm. And they didn't release Bo Dallas at that point. And I kind of had wondered if that was, let's keep him happy yeah, in that moment. And then they were finally like, okay, we're not doing anything with this guy. Let's let him go. And he's one like, why didn't they just throw him with Bray? I mean, that's the thing. Is like, why weren't they doing, they did nothing with him. Yeah. Like, why, mean, why couldn't he have just been with Bray? Why didn't he go back to NXT? Well, yeah, do that too. I mean, because he what, he was the first NXT champion. No, but he was he, no, was, no, the, he, he, he was, was the first one when they but, went like to, yeah, to he, NXT on the network. He won it at a rival, right? No, that was Neville. He yeah, but he won it from Big E just on TV, but that was before yeah, before like the big. Once they hit the network, I was around when the time when a rival happened. Yeah, and he lost it to to Neville. Neville, yeah. that's right. That, okay, yeah. 
if you think about it, a lot of the NXT champions are no longer with the company. No. I and, mean, and it's kind of that curse of that jump, jump, jump into the main roster. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, it's kind of a sad deal, but like when you go to the main roster, it's kind of, it's kind of like you're leaning one way or the other. You know, oh. you're either going to be a huge star, or you're going to get let go pretty quick. And that's what really gets me about the guys that they decide to let go. It's kind of like, I love Bobby Roode, but he's got age on him as well. And it's like, and he's not doing anything really. He's teaming with Dolph Ziggler, but, but like, but they're not heavily featured. Yeah, I mean, they they were tag team champs like for a hot minute, mm-hmm. but after they lost, nothing. Yeah, so it's just it's weird to me who they choose to let go and who they choose to keep. Right. Because you know? I also I assume Bobby Roode's making good money. Yeah, and Bobby Roode's the type of guy that I feel like he's a star too. We saw it in yeah. NXT that glorious shit that was amazing, and he would do well anywhere he went. Yeah, but. Uh, you know, it is what it is. It really is, man. It's a crazy time. We got some movie talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Breaker and Bane up at the movies, yeah. This is Breaker and Bane up at the movies, yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, tell me what we got now. Big underscore band. We officially seen a trailer. For, I don't know if you've seen it. We haven't talked about this yet, but for uh, Venom, let there be carnage, and we've officially seen carnage on the screen now. I did not see this. Um, we haven't talked about this too terribly much, but you know, 2018 Venom came out, and a yeah. lot of people were really trashing this. Oh, it's not going to be good. It's going to suck. It's a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, me and you, I think, are similar in the fact that I want to see it before I judge. Sure. And it was good, but it wasn't like a blow-away movie, but I didn't expect it to be. Yeah. It's a Venom film. Yeah. Carnage, first time he's on screen, I'm all for it. Absolutely, yeah. I think Carnage is a character that probably should have been on screen a long time ago. Sure. Uh, but, but I don't know. I did see the one trailer um, that they put out a few months ago where it was, you know, kind of like Venom was cooking breakfast or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, kind of seemed dumb to me. Yeah. But um, but I, I'm curious to see Carnage, so I'll have to go back and watch that. but. They just released it about a week ago, so I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it comes out in September, so yeah. I don't know if they're going to do any type of early streaming access. Yeah, we'll right. see. I, I think I think when uh, I saw that last trailer, they made it a point to say only in theaters. Yeah. So who knows? Speaking of that, real quick, I didn't write this down, but um, since that time, more information on the Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson situation has come come forward. And from what I gather, and I, again, I don't know the specifics, but it seems as though Disney, I guess, gives a bonus to the actors or people involved in the film if it exceeds expectation, etc. Mm-hmm. And her argument was, well, you're not even counting the streaming. Yeah. So I kind of get her argument now. And I'm not saying she's not well paid, because she is. But No, but I, I, I'm right there with you. Once I kind of found out more about the story, I, uh, I, I take back my F you, yeah. you know, to her. Because uh, it's, it's not a matter of how much money she makes. It's about how much money she's owed. And she, whether as silly as being in a movie is, as far as that being your job title, it's still a job. You still work hard at it. And so she deserves every penny that she's earned and, and she needs to get it. Well, and, and one of the things I was reading is like, you know, being the star, people think it's all about her. But I mean, she might be looking out for her entire cast and crew. Absolutely. As the, the lead and in that She in that could project. be taking a bullet for every other movie to come. Right. And I guess so much so Emma Stone's actually looking at a lawsuit because of the Cruella movie, yeah. which was also done the same way. Which is funny because last when we talked about this, I was like, do you hear Emma Stone bitching? <laughs> Here she is. Here she is. And now Jungle Cruise is out with The Rock. And I, and I wonder, and, and I'm not, I don't, see, I, who's fucking with The Rock, you know? And that's, that's what I was going to say. I wonder, though, if, and not to say that Scarlett Johansson and Emma Stone weren't smart enough to, to look at their contracts. I just wonder if maybe that was something that, kind of got passed by the people who do look at their contracts for them. And maybe the rocks people saw it beforehand and was like, Hey, they're trying to screw you over and not pay you for this. One of the arguments I heard is that Disney was using COVID as the excuse for the early access to make more of the money for them. Not so much the people involved. I love the early access idea. I think it's a great idea too, but you need to pay the people. I of mean, of course that when, to me, but that's when I see that price tag, that's where I assume it's going to right. that. Well, that makes me wonder when you buy a movie digitally, do the actors not get a cut of that? Like you would think that they would have to, of course. So why would it be any different on Disney plus? Like it would, it would have to be the same situation. So, but at the same time when Netflix acquires back to the future, 
right? Because they mm-hmm. had that on there now. Mm-hmm. Are, are Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd getting a cut? Like, I mean, I heard Terry Funk still gets like 12 cent checks for over the top when it's aired on like TBS and stuff. Yeah. I mean, and someone's like, do you cash him? He's like, hell yeah, I cash him. Because <laughs> it's, I mean, but it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a minuscule amount of money, but it is a royalty based upon the rights of the film going to, yeah. and all that stuff. And so, and it's and more I'm money. Sh- and I'm sure once a DVD goes into the $5 Walmart bin, that money is fractions of pennies. Yeah. But that it should still go to them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Full disclosure, you get money every time someone streams your music on Spotify. I get at least a penny. It's not much, right. but it's something. But and it's mine. Right. But you should still always get that. Yeah. It shouldn't be like after five years, like, yeah, no more. Right. That's not. It's still your music that you produced, mm-hmm. you wrote, you put together, you distributed. Yeah. Or, you know, they distribute for you or whatever, but still you should get a cut of that. Yeah. And if I didn't, I would take my music down. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I know uh, years ago, a lot of artists didn't put their, they didn't want Naps, they don't want their stuff on Napster because they're like, well, we're not getting money for it. Right. And a lot of people were like, screw Metallica. How dare you do this? And it's like, they have a, a right. It's their music. What? They they worked so hard on that shit. Yeah. And it's like uh, people like getting pissed about that don't know how like much of a process that is. Well, And you get it more because you're yeah. in the music business. Yeah. I, I mean, my thought is like, I don't, I guess those people kind of equated it to radios, but I'm sure radios pay I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm sure there's rights to that to some degree yeah. to be able to play that particular song. Yeah, you get, I think it, I don't know for sure because I'm not in radio, obviously, but like I think it works per spins. So like we'll pay you this amount of money, but I think the record labels pay sure. the, the radios. And I think it's like. Well, because it's an we'll, advertisement for the song. Yes, like we'll pay, you know, the radio X amount of dollars for like 2,000 spins. That means your song is going to guaranteed to get played two thousand times. Sure, and so I I think that's how it works. Again, I could be wrong, but and, it's, and I mean, radio is totally different world now, right? Right. Yeah, and so and, and I know there's obviously like I know locally there's a there's a rock station in town like every Saturday, I think it's Saturday, they, but uh, they play local music. So there's obviously exceptions, sure. but like I mean that's generally the the case. And that's the thing is if somebody came to you like, hey, we want to play this song on mm-hmm. the radio, like. They can't just do it without some type of, I would imagine, some type of agreement. I mean, the, if, if, if I mean, a radio maybe station... They could, they could pull it past you and you don't know, but I mean, they're supposed to. Well, but if a radio station came to me and was like, hey, we want to play your music, I would be like, absolutely, go ahead. Exactly. Because that means you're offering to do it for free where normally I would have to pay. Right. So, like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and if that, if that leads to one person buying it, then, then it's worth it, right? Absolutely, yeah. And if, if they're like, hey, that was, you know, that was Big Bane, you know, here's yeah. his information. Go check out his, his stuff. You know, yeah, it's it's worth it. I get that. But this is a different situation. So I don't know. And I, I think we're kind of beating a dead horse at this point. But I just feel like there was a lot more information coming out of this. And, sure. and her representative saying Disney releasing her her contract was a pretty petty move because they were immediately trying to push people off her side because it's like, well, look how much money she's getting made. And I equate it to me and you being blue collar guys. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, $20 million. You're complaining about that. But yeah, that doesn't mean Disney should get more, which is what was happening. That's in my opinion. That's kind of equal to like, you know, uh, Randy Orton gets 20,000 for a match, but he's not going to get any money for merch. Right. You know, like, no, he still needs his merch money, mm-hmm. you know, but he still also gets his $20,000 for that match. And so, you know what? I've, I've had, I've worked with promoters here where they've brought in high dollar talent. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is my price, but you can keep all the merch money. Yeah. To them, that's better because it's like, I'm guaranteed X amount. Yep. And if this guy wants to sell a $20 eight by 10, that's on him. Right. And I'll sign for you. I'll do whatever you need. Yeah. Smart. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's just, I guess how you negotiate business. Yep. Um, other news, Cobra Kai season four, they have officially announced will uh, debut in December of this year. I am pumped, man. I think this is awesome. And this is the one with the uh, homeboy in the ponytail, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. I can't think of his name. Silver, moment. Terry Silver. Is that right? Sounds right. Something like that. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty dadgum cool. Dude, I, I'm I'm stoked oh. for this. I love Cobra Kai. I uh, As soon as I heard that announcement, I got all excited again. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Oh, man, I love Cobra Kai. There's also a Stranger. I know I know you're probably not a huge Stranger Things fan. but I actually am, but okay. I just I don't follow it as closely. Uh, but I so do enjoy it. There's a new season of that coming soon, too. I, I believe it's early 2022. 20, yep. Jason Wolf brought up a point about that. He was like, 
if we keep waiting, they're not going to be kids anymore. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Like, like, cause they were probably what? 12. I saw the, yeah, I saw the trailer and I was like, Oh God. Yeah. They look old. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been one that would have been smarter to keep producing faster, you know, or at least produce like five seasons at a time. Yeah. You know, definitely. cause they only do 13 episodes. Right. So it's a, it's a short season yeah. for sure. Well, same with Cobra Kai being the fourth year. Now these kids are, they're not high school anymore, you know, <laughs> no, but, we got some toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain to a bit of toy talk. All right, big underscore band. We got a lot of toy talk here. Um, I just sent you some pictures. Um, yep. Some new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Power Ranger crossover figures. Um, three two packs, a single figure. They're made by Hasbro. What do you think, man? I really dig these. I'm not a huge fan of the crossovers. Like they sometimes they look cool, but I've never been a huge fan. These are pretty incredible. Like uh, seeing Donnie as the Black Ranger is just he looks badass. Yeah, and uh, multiple heads, which I think is fun. Yeah, and then Rav, I mean Leo is uh, the Blue Ranger. Obviously, looks pretty damn cool. And I like the fact that they changed the blue color to kind of match Leo's blue. Mm-hmm. Instead of just having the two different shades or changing Leo to that darker blue. Um, but I uh, I really dig this. And the Shredder being the Green Ranger is badass. Yeah. Um, very, very interesting. Um, they made a lot of choices that I didn't really totally get. And I know this is based off of comic books. So that could be why. Like Shredder's the Green Ranger. And then Tommy's a foot soldier. Yeah. Which is kind of a, a weird one to me. So it's three two-packs and a single figure. I'm pretty sure the two packs retail for 52 and then the single figures like 30. So they're not cheap, mm-hmm. but being a one-off thing, it's kind of a fun idea. I, I can't say this is anything that I'm going to be like diving into though. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the price point is on these. I didn't look, but, um, I literally just said it. Did you? I 50, wasn't paying attention. 52 for a two pack 30 for the single. Oh, then yeah, no, I'm not going to buy that. Um, but it's still pretty cool. They're they're fun, I think the um, the idea of these might be easier than other figures in the sense of like you know there's not going to be a wave two most likely it's like one and done yeah so if you're able to to fork over the money then it's like it's kind of a complete collection which is which is kind of fun I do want to see them on shelves though I guess they're GameStop exclusive which is which is good for GameStop but they look cool I don't again I don't know I think I've heard some people say like yeah maybe just the Shredder Green Ranger and I'm like yeah, I, I can get that yeah they're definitely fun though. Um, We've also seen Funko reveal a new line of Funko Pops of Jingle All the Way. Yes. Uh, we're seeing, um, you know, the Turbo Man. And then I can't I can't think of Sinbad's character's name. I can't either. It still I have no idea. But then he becomes the, uh, the bad guy mm-hmm. and puts the costume on. Those are like the only two I'm into. Now, I was shocked to say when I told you about this earlier today, you were like, yeah, I'm not getting them. Because I always thought, man, you're all into Christmas pops for decoration. Yeah. And I get Turbo Man's not technically Christmas, but to me, it's a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Well, it's absolutely a Christmas movie. But I just like kind of tapped out on space when it comes to uh, pops. That's the hardest thing with any type of collection is real estate, right? Yeah. And so like, I'm like, you'd have to get rid of one to put one up. Yeah. Like. They don't really have a Santa Claus hat or nothing, so I guess I don't really need them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get that. Well, it's and that now, like, the DC, last year DC, I think it was last year, they made the, the Funko Pops of, like, uh, like J- Joker, and he had, like, a bomb Christmas present. And I got all those. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did get all those. Really. And those are really cool, I think. Yeah, because I, you know, I wanted, I wanted, like, DC Christmas Pops. And, like, Batman, the one I didn't really care for, I went ahead and got it just to complete the set, but Batman as a... um as the uh, Scrooge. Yeah. You yeah, know, like the snow or the... The robe. The bed cap yeah. on or whatever. Well, I say I completed it. I did, the only one I didn't get was Penguin because he was a Hot Topic exclusive. He was a snowman, right? Yeah. Yeah. But but fun. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Some of the stuff is cool, though. It just It's one of those things, I guess. That could be kind of an impulse buy, too. You know, It is. Now, if there's some cool Halloween pops that come up, I still got plenty of space for Halloween pops. But, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. But, um, yeah. Which I would imagine, being that it's August, we should be seeing that soon. We should be. And, of course, they're going to have to be, like, cool. I'm not just going to be like, ooh, that's a Halloween pop. I'll get it. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's going to have to be something I want. But Right. Yeah. It's going to have to meet that requirement. Absolutely. We are rapidly approaching third degree sunburns. We have any announcements we want to touch on for that big event here involving PHPW? 
breaker adrenaline was this past Friday. And I, I came clean about something. Okay. I want to let everybody know who maybe missed this. I came clean about the fact that you're a liar. It was, it was me. And I hired the black hand warriors to take out Mike, the cleaner, big shocker, but it was not personal. Okay. I did what I had to do to take the title off of tier one. Mike the Cleaner, you're still number one contender when you come back. I did not expect him to throw you off that that trailer. Hey, Hey, I want you to beat this guy up, but don't hurt him. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. So full of crap. As soon as you get back cleaner, boom, title shot. Okay? You get it. As soon as you're back and you're healthy and you're ready to go, as soon as you get medically cleared to be back in the ring, boom, title shot. And I, I... How can that even be an argument? The guy didn't get it because of what you did. It's not an argument. I just want to make it clear we haven't forgotten about you, Cleaner. Okay? Um, So I get it. You're you're probably a little upset with me. Yeah, obviously. But... Hey, this guy you're hired still people gonna to get beat what me you up. want. Would I be upset? Uh, let me think about it. Yes. You're still going to get what you want, Cleaner, and that is a shot at the PHPW Championship. Um, but we also, Breaker, held a number one contendership for the Gatekeeper Championship at Adrenaline this past Friday. Okay. Triple Tango match between Dimitri Alexandrov, GBM, and Jack Gamble. Oh, very nice. Very good Triple Tango match. Incredible action. Jack Gamble came out on top. Well, you know what? Congratulations to Jack Gamble making that transition from the tag team ranks. I would love to see him as the gatekeeper champion. I think he'd be a great challenge for uh, Mr. Ethan Chambers. Absolutely. So at Third Degree Sunburns, we will see Jack Gamble versus Ethan Chambers for the gatekeeper championship. This should be a great match. Ethan Chambers, I think, has been a great gatekeeper champion. But let me tell you something. You're going to have your work cut out for you with, uh, with old Jack Gamble. Absolutely. Now, one more thing I want to announce because I got what I want, because I successfully took the title off of Tier 1 at Star Spangle Beatings, with a new 10 Kinds of Handsome Champion, we needed a 10 Kinds of Handsome Championship title. Okay? Oh, yeah. Money's no object when it's I what you want. I spent thousands upon thousands of dollars. The belt maker told me this is the most expensive title I've ever made in my entire life. 60 rare red rubies have been attached to this title. It is the most beautiful championship you will ever see in your entire life. You're welcome, Elvis Aliaga. Wear it proudly, sir. Whoever says you don't make good decisions is an idiot, obviously, because you just make such good decisions. That's a fantastic. The belt looks incredible. Have I'm, you, sh- I'm sure it does. Have you seen the title? I have yet? not seen it. It's an it's a gorgeous title. I'm Breaker. sure it is. It's a gorgeous title. And you know who else hasn't seen it and won't see it? Tier one. You're unbelievable. Unbelievable. But we also had one more interaction, and this is the last thing. Um Tier One came out, interfered in a main event spot. Big shocker. Ruin the match. You screw him over and you think he's just not going to do anything. We had we had an incredible contest going between the Soda Hunter and Elvis Aliaga. Tier 1 comes out, ruins the match. Big shocker. It, yeah, absolutely big shocker because that's the type of person Tier 1 is. Just a terrible human being. And so... Coming just, from the guy I, that just talked about taking someone out on purpose. It's business breaker. Oh, it's, yeah. just when, when business. it's just business. It's not, it's not personal. It's not personal when I, you know, try to end your life and career. I didn't try to end anybody's life. I just you tried to change the, the main event. I didn't do that. They acted on their own volition. After at that you told point. them to do it, I, I didn't tell them to throw him off an eighteen. You told them to take him out. What does that mean to you? Doesn't mean throw him off an eighteen wheeler. Unbelievable. I have, I have something I'm going to say to Tier One this coming Friday on Adrenaline. I'm sorry. So. Huh? I'm sorry. What are you sorry about? No, are you going to tell him you're sorry? No, of course not. Uh, why would I tell? Him? He's making. He needs the one to. He's the one that needs to apologize, Breaker. Not you me. Screwed him out of the title. Why would he I apologize screw, for that? He fought hard. It's not my fault that his best wasn't good enough, Breaker. He was prepared for a singles match. Card subject to change. It's on every flyer. You're so corrupt. So we'll leave it at that for today. 
Jack Gamble versus Ethan Chambers for the Gatekeeper Championship coming up at third degree sunburns. But I have some some uh I'm gonna put tier one to task this coming Friday on adrenaline. I'm so I'm sure you are. If you're a patron, be ready for it. That will be coming up on Adrenaline. We'll have more announcements for Third Degree Sunburns as the weeks go on. It should be a great event. We have, um, I believe, all the major titles will be defended on the event. Is that correct? Absolutely. Which, I mean, I guess the the other announcement would be uh, that at some point we're going to have to, if Mike the Cleaner can't come back, at some point we're going to have to figure out a way to have a number one contender for Elvis Aliaga. Well, in my opinion, I don't think Mike the Cleaner should come back too soon, but he definitely deserves that title match. Absolutely, he does. So, anyway, that will be coming up very soon on Third Degree Sunburns. And, Big Underscore Bane, we, uh, we have not officially started this tournament just yet, but we'll go and talk about it for just a second before we wrap up the show. Um, the cringiest WCW moments, man. That will be our tournament, I believe. Yes. We're going to have eight entries. So, here's what I'm going to throw the listeners at real quick. If you can think of a cringy WCW moment, throw it our way. Absolutely, yeah. Now, one quick thing. What cl- classifies, is it anything WCW? Could it technically be Jim Crockett Promotions? Could it technically be NWA? Because in my opinion, Sting and RoboCop qualifies, even though that technically wasn't WCW. That was more NWA. I think that can qualify. I think it counts. but Because uh, it was Jim Hurd. Yeah. And so yeah, I think that I, I associate him with WCW. So yeah. I think that qualifies. Um, but I still think Oklahoma is probably the big. We're going to have a lot of Russo wins. And I think that's that's kind of what, I, what I'm basing this tournament, tournament off of is this is, uh, this is Russo with no filter. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of the great stuff in WWF came from Russo, but it was also he had that Vince McMahon filter. He had a lot of bad ones too, though. Yeah, oh, he, oh, he did. Absolutely, he did. But um, this is a this is WCW was Russo with no filter, and that's, absolutely, that's where it got really bad. To jump back to PHPW, we forgot to touch on this. Uh, PHPWshop.com. Yes, we have five T-shirts now available. You can get a Brian Breaker shirt, a Big Underscore Bane shirt, a PHPW logo shirt. We also have a Bill Benis shirt. Yeah. And one of my personal favorites, Tier 1 Travis Fowler. It's an incredible shirt. It looks good. It looks very good. You can pick up all of those, multiple colors, multiple um, sizes, all available. They're, they're print to order, mm-hmm. so they're made as soon as you order them. Um, I, I'm excited for them. And also, too, we want to throw out there, we have some more in the works, correct? Oh, I don't yeah, want to yeah, die. Yes. We don't have to make any formal announcements, but some more shirts are coming. Yes, yeah, some more shirts are coming. So, uh, some of the guys have already seen their designs, uh, but we haven't just we haven't put them up for sale yet. But yeah, they, they're definitely more coming. We're gonna we're gonna start hitting you guys with them. Um, the superstars involved, so be on the lookout for that. Um, actually, Breaker, I do have two more quick announcements for PHPW Let's as hear well. It. So. Uh, this past Friday, a lot of it's from Adrenaline. Adrenaline was a jam-packed show this past Friday. Injured for months, Aaron Anders made his return. I, it kind of has Friday. a bit of a new look, too. A little bit of a new look. And my man has his sights set on the Die Hard Championship. He is coming after Dobro. You know, I've seen Aaron Anders with fa- a face full of blood. He's visited an emergency room probably more times than he needs to. I feel like... He's former gatekeeper champion. Yes. But the diehard division might be his cup of tea. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens, how Dobro responds next Friday on Adrenaline. Uh, but another quick thing, kind of unfortunate news. Um, I didn't know about it until this past Friday at Adrenaline. But in the King of the Mountain uh, King of the Mountain Championship match, Jeff Toon got a little banged up. Mm. So he is also on the injured reserve list, uh, joining John Webb. Well, we wish a speedy recovery. Obviously, to Jeff Toon, to John Webb, and Mike the Cleaner. And Mike the Cleaner as well. So, uh, speedy recover to all those guys. We hope to have you back at 100% and uh, ready to kick ass and take names. Absolutely. For future PHPW events. Now, I will say this. If you are an active roster member of PHPW and you would like a t-shirt, let us know. We'll kind of let you know kind of what the process is. And um, you know, so far, we got several people on board. I'm looking forward to this. This is kind of something we had talked about before. We weren't really sure exactly the best way to do it where everyone can kind of gain from it, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better term. So um, if you're interested, we've had a few people reach out. Uh, definitely hit us up and uh, sure. hit up me, hit up Big Underscore Main, whoever you want, and we'll uh, we'll see what we can make happen. Absolutely. But uh, we, And this is also, too, a thing where we're not necessarily like thinking like, oh, let's make tons of money. 
but we think it'll we're, be cool. We're trying to become millionaires off of you guys, is what we're trying to do. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we think it's cool that, you know, we can kind of, I don't, I don't know how long PHPW will go. I'm yeah. having fun with it. I know you are too, but yeah. we don't want the, we don't think it'll go forever, but this will be kind of a cool keepsake for down the road. Absolutely. And a way to support your friends as, as well. Absolutely. Um, but uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Let's just get the F out. Let's get the F out. Of course, we've got to throw it out to our podcasting buddies. The Fully Postable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. A great show over there. In fact, they recently did a special interview with uh, Steve Ozer, uh, who's the marketing manager of Mattel. Yes. I'm actually in the middle of listening to that as we speak. It's been a great conversation. Um, really digging it. In fact, this belongs in the toy talk. We haven't touched on this much, but the crowdfunding, Mattel ring and entrance stage, mm-hmm. Just announced if you're an early bird and you you back this project before August 13th, I believe, they're adding another Ultimate Edition Macho Man, an announcer table, and a few other accessories. And it really bumped up the numbers. This thing may get funded. Kind of sweetens the deal, but why Macho Man? Who doesn't love Macho Man? I mean, yeah, but does he fit with Diesel and Doink? New generation, absolutely. Does he? 93, 94, totally. Is that the 93, 94 Macho Man we're going to get? Yes, it's WrestleMania 10 attire. Okay, okay. The black and white. And they said that he'll have a extra hat with a headset built in for when he was a commentator. There we go. Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> I mean, it's a good idea, yeah. I think. So, Still not going to buy it. But. Well, 250 is a, a tough price tag for anybody. Um, and that's one of those things. I get it. So it's not... So those ultimate editions are, are they thirty a piece? They're thirty a piece. So that's ninety right there for those three figures. To be fair though, you don't get Doink unless it hits seven thousand backers. You do, you Oof. and if you do it before the thirteenth, you will get Diesel and Macho Man. Okay, so so you're looking at Diesel and Macho at Man at least sixty dollars figures, right? But so that would be one hundred ninety for the ring in the set. Yeah, it's still a tough price. It's still a tough price. So. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. Uh, it's also got really nice. The ring is very, very high quality. The entrance set actually has LED lights on it. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I knew that. My opinion on it is it looks great, but it is not for everybody. My whole thing on on figures has always been like I don't want to buy an entrance set and then put it in a closet. Yeah, you know what I mean. But not everyone has a place for that, so I totally get it. It's not for everybody, but it is. It's a really cool idea. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I do hope it gets back because I think it's it's quite a it's quite a piece. You know. Well, and I want to see them continue the uh, this this process of getting backers for certain items. Sure, know? I think so. I think it's a really cool idea. Um, so of course, uh, fully posable. Jeff and Scott check out their show, and as, as well as Scott's secondary podcast, Drunk Wrestling History, which is a really fun listen. Absolutely. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry, another great one. Uh, old Vicious and Delicious over there. Yeah, a couple of good dudes um, over there doing the favor. We love that show. Love those guys. Yes. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric, another go-to listen for me. Really love talking to, to Steve and and hearing their show and you know the retro look at pro wrestling. It's really fun. Absolutely. Um, Ringside Rant with RJ is another great one. Mm-hmm. The Leisure and Larry It's Podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Boot to the Face. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel. He just yeah. had Nick Haddix on, which yeah. as a as a, a side project, I guess, more Tales from the Estate with where he does like interviews and stuff. So I'm getting caught up on Tales from the Estate, sure. right? And um, I just listened to the little Debbie one. Okay. And I know he had major heat with uh with Barry Frost. Of course. Over over that one because You don't you don't talk crap on the little Debbie still Barry Frost. And well it's just he picked the wrong one. For his number one. And I, I'm I'm with Barry Frost on this. In that he put the peanut butter oatmeal cream pie as his number one. Oh, regular oatmeal cream pie wasn't even on the list, Breaker. Dude, okay. Hey, damn it, Drew. How dare you? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and I, I love oatmeal cream pie. That's my go-to. It, he, I mean, I can't remember what all he had, but there were some he had, like zebra cake was on his list. I'm like, ugh. Those are those are good, but they're not my favorite. They're all right, but like, well, what's your top ew. five? Well, I the thing is, is like I don't eat little Debbie a whole lot. I don't either. Um, but but I, mean, I, I I'm thinking back to elementary school when you could get one for a quarter. Yeah, I mean the Christmas tree cakes I believe were on his list, and those are amazing. Those are good. Um, so that would be on my list. I they have these pumpkin cookies. I don't know about that. 
Ooh, at, they're, but they're seasonal, obviously. Those right. are good. Those yeah. are good, good, good. Not a big pumpkin eater. Get the hell out of here. My, I mean, my wife makes some pumpkin muffins that are good, but like I'm not like as far as little Debbie snacks. I don't I think love, I do I love that. pumpkin. What about Nutty Bars? She into Nutty Bars? Nutty Bars are like, so oatmeal cream pie would be one. Nutty Bar would be number two. Uh, fudge Round? Fudge Round. I'm trying to remember what those looks are. looks like an oatmeal pie, but it's chocolate. Oh, see, no, I don't like those. Um, I remember a guy in school, we were in elementary school, he used to open them up and scoop all the inside out with a spoon, and it looked like a spoonful of doo-doo. <laughs> like, why would you do that, you big weirdo? Um, so, and then I, I really like Star Crunch, but I can't eat a whole lot of Star not, Crunches. Not a fan of Star Crunch. Um, um, never. Cosmic Brownies, are those Little Debbie, or is that Hostess? I don't see. I don't know which one those are. I think those are um, Little Debbie. But there's... I don't know. See, those are really kind of my only ones uh, that I even really like. But the like oat milk cream pie, those are my favorite snack. Period. Like as far as a sweet snack, oh, those oh, are delicious. Oat milk cream pie and nutty bars. I could eat those all day long. Um, but the fact that he didn't have—I don't even think he had nutty bars on those. I could be wrong. I might have to go back and listen to it. But I, I don't know. That's that's wild. I, I mean, I like peanut butter, but I don't love peanut butter. So, I know nutty bars was on his wife's list. Nutty uh, bars Kate, are good, Caitlin, and that that was like. I was like, hell yeah. I've always amazing. felt like nutty bars you get the most for your money. Yeah. Because it's almost like two candy bars for a quarter. Dude, that was a good deal. And they're even better than Reese's version. Like Reese's has a version of them. Oh, like, sure. Yeah. They're even better than those. I mean. Nutty bars are great. Nutty bars are incredible. There's no denying that. And I always like to peel them apart by the layers. I, so, well, yeah. I like to take a big bite and then peel them apart in my mouth. <laughs> that's that's how good I eat a nutty Lord, bar. man. <laughs> that's how I eat a nutty bar. You big, big freak. Yeah. But yeah, Little Debbie's are good. I mean, not my go-to anymore, but I think I ate them a lot in elementary school because like that's what we had. I used to get the double-decker uh, oatmeal, oatmeal cream pie. I oh, think yeah. it was like 50 cents back in the day. Heavy spender. So good. <laughs> Other great shows, of course, is uh, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeidler and his crew over there. Yep. Trivia with Buds with our friend Ryan Buds. Howling with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf, and also check out Wolf's Chop Shop. I just got my Sting figure. I in saw, yeah. How cool was that? Super cool. He's, uh, in fact, people. If you're not in part of the Wolf Club, you don't know this, but he actually made it where you could do any color combo you wanted. Oh, awesome! So a couple of guys got some different colored ones. I think Drew Vinsel did like orange and blue. Looked really cool. Awesome. Um, Pulling up a chair with a chair shot is another great one. A Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast with my friend Richard. Yep. Um, Wrestling comic books, Grapple Hold, To Be the Man, Evil Ain't Good, and Tales from Planet Wrestletopia. You can get those on Comixology or Amazon. And, of course, our other podcast, we have, you know, it's fake, right? Every Monday. In fact, Richard from um, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast will be my guest this coming week. Awesome. So check that out Monday. We have No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. I think you guys are, are you guys wrapped up for the season? Yes, we are. Uh, this past Tuesday, we had the season four finale. Are you excited to be done with that buffoon for a little I, bit? I I am so excited. Um, and we also, I also had a um, uh, some exciting news to share with Bill that involved Umberto's Tacos uh, this past Tuesday too. So definitely check it out. Definitely check it out. Because, Get all uh, your it's Bill Venus information. Great episode, and it's and we're taking a break. So I'm happy. You can binge listen to all the rest now. Absolutely. You can. Lots, lots of great information from Bill Benis. Yes. And then, of course, check out me and Travis Fowler's new podcast, The TV Toycast, which is a lot of fun. Definitely. Uh, Bane's Music. You can search that on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. Yes. And then, of course, uh, if you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. You get a lot for your money. You get the weekly energy shot. You get the weekly adrenaline show. Now, if yes. you were a fan of PHPW when we had Adrenaline Weekly, and you might be like, well, where'd that go? Well, it's on Patreon now. Yes. So you can still watch it there and kind of, as we kind of talked about, some things are happening there, some information, some news, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm kind of, what I'm going to start doing as far as the uh, announcements for the pay-per-view, kind of start going over adrenaline a little bit and kind of highlight some of the things that will affect the pay-per-view. Exactly. And so you'll, you'll, get, you'll, get, you'll definitely get some news if you watch adrenaline. Definitely. And in fact, uh, you can also check out Breaker Retro Gamer. Yes. Um, uh, two episodes are up and a third one's coming soon. Yeah. Uh, Outsiders Beard Co. Uh, if you want some beard balm or beard oil, that is the place to go. Absolutely. And uh, the the summer scents are still available. We got Creamsicle and Tiger's Blood as well as the original combo. So check it out. That, that original combo is just a nice... Nice hint of vanilla as far as the scent. I mean, it's very nice. So check it out. It's great stuff. And then, of course, all of our T-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, 
whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. And also Big Underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well. In fact, there'll also be a TB Toycast shirt coming very, very soon. Nice. And, of course, we got to throw it out there, phpwshop.com. Absolutely, yeah. Buy my shirt or you're fired. Uh, buy, buy everybody else's shirt. Actually, or you're fired because I still make money off of that. So buy everybody's shirt. It's all about Big Bang. Yes. Um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I've, I've been privy to some of the designs coming up, and uh, there's some good ones coming up, man. Absolutely. I think are. everyone's going to be excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely, yes. So stay tuned for that. Anything else, man? That's, that's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.